receive that honor. And you're listening to USA Radio News. Balance of nature, changing the world one life at a time. I love the product. It's making me feel young again. I'm 84 years old, and I feel 50. So I'll tell you, it is a wonder. And that's why I want to make sure that I always get it on time. I don't want to miss a dose. Balance of Nature is now offering 35% off on any new preferred order. Go to balanceofnature.com today and use discount code USA. Now you can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-215-5141. 800-215-5141. That's 800-215-5141. In less than two weeks, Beverly Hills Police have found 87 people who are allegedly connected to employment development department fraud and identity theft. Detectives say they recovered 181 fraudulent EDD cards with a value of over $3.6 million. Lester Friedman is the mayor of Beverly Hills. The EDD cards, which are uh, unemployment-based, have been sent out all over the country and they're being spent in our community as well as a lot of communities in the state of Beverly, in the city of Beverly Hills. That audio courtesy of Fox News, most of those arrested are not from California, according to Friedman. The House has approved a bill that extends funding to the government through December 11th after reaching a deal with Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin late Tuesday to avert another partial government shutdown on October 1st. And you're listening to USA Radio News. Zinworld Premium CBD offers full and broad-spectrum CBD oil, extracts, and capsules, which are designed to help you feel your best. Their products are sourced from the best organic hemp and natural ingredients on the market and are tested for quality, purity, and potency. They have a full range of items from health and wellness to beauty to pets. Call 725-205-9223, visit online at zinworld.com, or stop by their location at 9895 South Maryland Parkway and Silverado Ranch Parkway. Mention KSHP for 10% off in-store or use code KSHP online for 15% off. There's a new kind of therapy in town, and it's called Soda Therapy. Soda Therapy is all about gourmet drinks and delicious treats like movie theater popcorn and huge locally baked cookies. The options are endless. Soda Therapy is located on the corner of Cimarron and Warm Springs. Oh, and I almost forgot to tell you, you don't even have to get out of your car with their VIP curbside service. Follow them on social media for all the best deals and visit them Monday through Saturday in person or online at sodatherapy.com. In 1974, a tiny little kitchen started selling omelets to locals and tourists in historic downtown Truckee, California. At 10 feet, 3 inches wide, and only 39 seats, guests would have to squeeze in to eat their breakfast. From little beginnings to the big time in Las Vegas, Squeeze In has been featured on Food Network and Forbes for their great food served by genuinely happy people in a super fun environment. Squeeze In has two locations in Las Vegas. Go to their website at squeezein.com for more information. Vegas never sleeps. But you knew that already because you live here. 
This is Stephen Maggi, host of Vegas Never Sleeps. Join me each Saturday at 2 in the afternoon on KSHP 1400. Vegas Never Sleeps features the unique approach of in-depth conversations, bringing the timeless excitement of Las Vegas to the world. So remember, join me each Saturday at 2 in the afternoon on KSHP 1400 for Vegas Never Sleeps. The thoughts and opinions expressed in the following program are those of the program's participants and do not necessarily represent those of station staff, management, and advertisers. JohnSyndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. Hey, this is former odds maker Kenny White now on your side of the counter. Go to oddsxfactor.com where I'm going to reveal all the secrets how to beat the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, and especially college sports. College is my forte. I love totals. I love second halves. And I love in-game. I was seen on 60 Minutes. I can beat the point spread. I was on the other side. Now I'm with you. Go to oddsxfactor.com. 1-800-209-1671. 1-800-209-1679. That's 1-800-209-1679. Pick up the phone and make the call. Get today's Consensus Club play absolutely free. Coming from the outside to the inside here at SportsInsidersRadio.com. Get our top consensus play from me, John, yours truly, plus Kenny White and Brian Blessing. It's absolutely free. Don't stall. Make the call. Another edition of Sports Insider Radio coming to you from Las Vegas. Brian Blessing, David Miller, we're sitting side by side. And we got the boys back east we'll get to momentarily. Hello, David. How are you? As we get ready for week three in the NFL. Pretty good. Good week for me. The Seahawks won. And my secondary team now, Raiders, they won. Both 2-0. Feeling good. How are your teams doing? It's all about, I'm I'm, 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 I'm okay. I had to wear this. What do you got? Oh, yeah. Hey, let me tell you something. I shouldn't have said you open my mouth. But Russell Wilson is my fantasy quarterback. I'm loving life. You're sitting good, yeah. I'm loving life. 
I would be too, depending on the rest of the team. But he can carry a whole no, team. No, no, I, I, I mean, he's retarded. I'll tell you, you're going to see this. I'll tell you what, you're going to, I'll do this right out of the gate. You're going to see the same kind of game this week from Deshaun Watson. Okay. They're 0 2, their season's on the line. There's no disgrace in losing to Baltimore and Pittsburgh, or Baltimore and Kansas City. And their season's on the line. Well, that Watch was, out for Houston against Pittsburgh. That, that's tough because six all the way down to, isn't it three and a half now? Yeah, this is hard. I don't think points are required. So just is my right point. This is yeah, it's a tough one. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm just telling you. We shall see. That's the one I'm, that's the one I'm looking at that makes a lot of sense to me. All right, let's see what the boys are up to. John and Mike back east in Baltimore. Hello, fellas. How's it going? Uh, he's. I think he's back from golf. I think he's back from his golf lessons. Lessons now? Well, I took a lesson this morning, Brian. I'm trying to correct a couple small things, and uh, it, it seems to be working. Still taking a lot more practice than I really have time for, but for some reason I make time for it every single day of my life. I think I'm a little bit obsessed. I think, well, it's, I think we could have told you that five weeks ago. <laughs> are you but back? I'm excited for you. You're having fun. That's all that matters. Are you back to working out weightlifting or no? I'm not sure. Say that again. Are you weightlifting again? S- say that one more time. Are I the Ravens doing good? It sounds like a no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the Ravens. Yeah, yeah. I, I could hear that very well. Yes, the Ravens are doing fantastic. We're now 2-0 and with the biggest matchup of the year in September with no fans. We're wearing all black. That's the first we of the day. On Monday Night Football, can't wait. Yeah, I can't the wait. The only either. time in the year that the Kansas City Chiefs will be a dog. Two weeks in a row, I'll be pumped for the Monday Night Football game. This is rare. You? It's been uh, so far. What do you guys think about the product this year with no fans and obviously the limited fans in different stadiums? I mean, the. From what I've seen, the competition is good. Yeah. But what do you guys think about all these injuries? I mean, do you think it's the lack of the preseason that all these guys are getting hurt and significant injuries where they're out for the year? Yeah, that's playing into it. We talked about that. It's just, you know, and by the way, that's why, you know, you're seeing guys get hurt and you're also seeing teams that look horrible today that are going to be good to start next week or the week after because some teams just didn't handle – the odd training camp and no preseason well. Sounds about right. And aside right. from that, you're seeing a lot of rookies that are playing well. And it's usually in preseason, especially for fantasy purposes, in preseason you can kind of get a taste of what these certain guys are going to come out and do. And it, it, it has to do with the backfield as well. You kind of know what you're going to get um, after preseason where one of the guys shines – but because we didn't have that, we're starting to see that trickle over into the first month of the season. And I feel like the odds makers are having a tough time with it as well. That's why I believe we have such a huge edge. And the first, the first two weeks have been great. So I'm very excited for the season. College football is not my forte. It's more Dave's. And I, I don't know. I, honestly, with college, I just got to be honest with you. I have no clue until these good teams start playing this week. I mean, these teams and I mean, Dave is an edge better, and he's just picking out the line. I'm more of a, you know, statistics guy where I see the teams. It's more of the, uh, you know, the the eye test. But man, college, these bad. If I had to watch these bad teams play all year long, I don't know if I could handle it. 
It's just nice to have more opportunity. More games equals more opportunities, first halves, second halves, in games. So as I as I see more more games on the board, I get more and more excited. But I actually do prefer NFL better than college. But I but I do both. And there's obviously the stakes are higher in NFL, but you can find really high edge situations in college just because just because of the smaller limits and 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 so many games tougher to tougher for the odds makers to keep up with with so many games how about them nuggets oh here we go the nugs uh, sorry i there, there was just... waiting for you to chime in there i mean you're are you you're multitasking Brian, as Dave told you, that literally in the last three where did weeks. You, where did John go? Yeah, John. John, this is when you you like to bust I'm, out. I'm looking at I'm I'm looking at NFL numbers that I'm going to start spewing in a second. Well, we, we usually they're spewed a little bit by 11:15. Well, so so let's just forget about the NBA for a second. Let's talk about the NFL. Um, right now, we talk about parity, Brian, in the league, and about uh, if you know if you bet every dog or if you bet every favorite. We've proven this year over year for literally a decade. If you bet every favor, if you bet every dog, you'll be around 50%. Um, and right now, after the completion of this Monday Night Football, favorites in the NFL are 17 and 15 against the spread. I'm going to repeat that. Favorites in football are 17 and 15 against the spread. So you have a two-game edge to the favorites. For all intents and purposes, that's even with the VIG or down actual money. And favorites, uh, now, you asked me about margins of victory, David, so I got this for you. Favorites of seven points or more, which gets into the, creeps into the double-digit category. Unfortunately for dog bettors, those favorites are nine and two against the spread. Seven and a half and higher. If you actually laid that chalk, you're nine and two against the spread. I know it's coming. Small sample size doesn't mean anything. I get it. I get it. I get it. I'm just giving you the numbers. But seventeen Home teams. Go ahead. Seventeen and fifteen is, is is pretty much a coin flip to me. I'm the, talking about the seven yeah, that's points or higher. Nine, nine and, and two, two against the spread. Right, nine and two on that one kind of hurts me in the long run. Right, if it was exactly. to keep well, that which, pace but up. But we know that's going to we know that's going to even out. Like you, now home team since there's no advantage with a, so how is it you know with no fans? Well, it's sixteen and sixteen home teams against the spread are sixteen and sixteen a straight fifty percent. Now teams. Um, let me look here. Teams that see a line move in their direction. You're the line guy, Dave. Teams that see a line move in their direction are 21 and 8 against the spread. What so so to fade each move, you're 21 and 8? Correct. Wow. Teams that are over overs are 20 and 12 against the spread uh, that I track so far um, in the 32 games. So overs, you know, when they said there wouldn't be a lot of offense, 20 and 12 against the spread, 63%. Well, if everyone was saying there there won't be much offense, then you're you would have been contrarian to go over. That one's interesting. Still small sample size, but right. um, 21 and 12 is obviously if it kept that pace up, 
it would be significant. But something tells me we go back to not reversion of the mean, but it just plays itself out where unders cover more the rest of the year or 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 50-50 where it, that will drag that 60 2012 60% will drag that down uh close to 60% will drag that back down to 50%. But actually I was interested in those numbers. To me those those numbers were interesting, not the random baseball ones, but those were real interesting. I'll have to keep all well, that in what's mind. I'm well, especially like I said I that 9 and 2 of the Right. Over they didn't say double digit, they said seven or hot set over seven. Well a lot of times you lean to take those teams, but especially fading moves, so in, interesting stuff. We'll see. We'll keep those numbers. So those are keep the numbers those ones I got coming in the NFL for us. so far. Yep, you got it. Okay. That's, that's good. You got a nice job there. Did you did you sense the little angst in Mike's voice, Dave, that through two weeks that Russell Wilson and Josh Allen are the front runners to be the MVP of the league. Yeah, I sure did. How how do you feel about that? That's interesting. All three of our teams are are killing it. <laughs> well, you know, regarding I mean, those double digit favorites, real quick, you had the Chargers. Um, so obviously, that was one of them that actually got the job done on the double digit side. Um, I, I want to ask you, I guess either one of you, Brian, first, that whole look ahead spot. Do you think the Chargers? Do you think Kansas City was looking ahead to Baltimore and just? Okay, that's what I figured you were going to say. No, I mean, well, it was part of it. I feel too. They subconsciously like they they subconsciously save energy from game to game, and obviously knowing that 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 was the the Chiefs' next game only helps the the Charger bet and, and and same division. I mean, this is. These fundamentals are important, I think, in the betting, to me. Well, and and also, in that particular game, obviously the news came out today that Tyrod Taylor was getting uh, a pain injection for cracked ribs, and instead the doctor punctured a lung accidentally with the needle, which sent them to the hospital. So wouldn't you think the entire week, the Kansas City team and the defense is preparing for Tyrod Taylor, the mobile quarterback that they have a lot of film on. Then they have a guy that comes in that's a rookie. They have no film on him. There's been no training camp. And he comes in and plays pretty much lights out for four quarters. It's just a tougher situation where defense literally has no – and we see this all the time. The rookies come in. They do extremely well. Then there's tape on them. The defensive coordinators now can game plan against – um their strengths and make them basically well, do stuff I, that they're I, not used to doing, and I then think, they struggle as the season goes on. But I, I think the biggest thing, okay, yes, to a degree, a small thing. It's early in the season, but to a degree, I think Casey uh, could have been looking ahead a little bit. But don't lose sight of the fact, you know, as good as the Ravens are, you know, they could go on the road and maybe Cleveland or Cincinnati puts a scare into them. Division games are division games. There's familiarity in going on the road and winning division games. I don't care how good you are; they're not easy. I think what you just said to Mike is uh, is is offset by the fact that it's still, in theory, a downgrade at quarterback. But but we can see the result and and go and say something like that. Well, they weren't; they didn't know how to; they didn't prepare for him correctly. But it was a correlated deal. I mean, if the Chargers were going to hang around that game, it couldn't be a track meet. 
So that was clearly a correlated. It's Chiefs in the over, or it was San Diego in the under. And San Diego played the kind of or San Diego. The, the Char- it's okay. You can. It's okay. No, the Chargers. The Chargers played the, guy, the kind of game they had to play to have a chance. And you know, Mahomes kicked the door down at the end. I was all was over. Game. I was all over Chargers second half there, and, and, and when they when they were coming back, it's like, oh, here we go. But it, it's always scary betting against the Ravens, Chiefs, these type of teams. But uh, you don't that. I, I made a little bit of money. Never scares you when you send me the text. I it scared never you. Scares you. Yeah, remember after we got off the show um, for many weeks, you, you're never scared to play against them. No. And even though I sit there. And I tell you my theory for the last couple of years, I just can't. I can't do it. I'll go. I'll, and I'm obviously I'm biased, so obviously, but to an extent, I just I either for me personally, and again, you're the expert. I just you know prognosticate your plays to all the clients. But for me personally, I just have a tough time. I either just won't bet on the Ravens, or if I do, I just go with them. I mean, because for years now, they just doesn't matter. Ever since Lamar's been at helm at the helm. They just blow teams out. And, again, that's obviously, if you look at the season at the end of the year, um, over a big enough sample size, it's gonna. It's not as easy just to blindly play the Ravens. But, man, they just, they really, they come through a lot of times over the last, well, his you know, same logic, 16 games. His same logic on the on the Chargers-Chiefs game that, that he was saying, that's kind of why I did the parlay on that one. It, it, it lost, but I did do Houston and the under, for the same reasons he said, and also I had uh, value on the total through through well, the let, let me 51. Just, let, let me just, since we'll go back to last season, um, so the Ravens are 14 and over the last four. Last season they were actually 10-7 and seven against the spread. It's not really that big of a deal. They're 2-0 and oh against the spread now. So, you know, they're 12-7 they're and seven in the last 19 games against the spread while they're 14-0 and oh straight up in the last 14. Mike, what are your thoughts, we, you, not we, what are your thoughts about the Monday Night Football game? You can't, you, you can't be too comfortable in that game. I mean, from the last couple of years of seeing how we play the Chiefs, and if any, the rosters really haven't changed over. If anything, both teams have gotten better in the offseason. We've played them at their house, and they've beaten us both times, one of which was a miraculous comeback in overtime, when we had them on their heels, and then the other game last year in the beginning of the year, they they beat us, and they, the game was completely basically over in the third quarter, and the Ravens made a little comeback in the fourth to try to make it a game, but it really wasn't. But I, we played different at our house. I mean, the edge for most NFL teams, I think the Ravens have a big – but we don't have any fans this year. So it's it's such a different philosophy when you know it's Monday Night Football – Every Monday night football and Sunday night football game over the last couple of years at home, we've just we're just a much much better team in primetime games over the last two years. And with this, with no fans, it just brings in an element that I just it's unique. Every every week we talk about it. How much is it worth for a home team now? It's well, is we it we came up with two. We came up with what one and a half to two. So to me, the line is saying. The Ravens are basically three points better on a neutral site. No way, no way. I don't no, think so. I don't think they are. No but way. Is it First great of all, spot. the number. Do you, the number. Do you right adjust now. that? Do you adjust that based on sixteen thousand fans versus no fans, or it's just an even two? 
that you would say across the board. Well, it used teams. to be two and a half to three, so now with no fans, absolutely you have to lower it. And we, we have the Super Bowl defending champ who's looked just as good. I mean, they struggled a little bit well, last let week. Let me ask you a question. Is it a high-scoring game or a low-scoring game? Well, I mean, <laughs> what's your guess? What's the total again? 50. Oh, under that. Three and a half. Under that, but but at post, yeah, under but, that. But, but okay, that's but, not really low scoring though to me. Even if it goes to fifty, right. that's still. But you know. who who has, honestly, who has more skill? Who has more skilled players I, offensively? I, I I don't know. I, I think the Chiefs. I don't. Oh, know. I don't think it's even close. So I just don't understand how the line is three. Yeah, we're just looking at last week. Well, and we the, automatically know the home team has no edge. So it's sixteen and sixteen. So this hole they're playing at home means nothing. Yeah, but that's that's a small sample size. That doesn't you can't even under normal conditions you could have those numbers. I, I think they still have an edge, but this is way too high. This is definitely a cheat. I mean, we already know the auto bet spot over three is you're oh, going to take. Well, well here's here's the deal. I mean, if you like the Chiefs, uh, you you bet it today. If you like the Ravens, you wait. They, Fist this, pump play there. No, no. This game is close in three. And the, the line's three and a half. This is, it's oh, this as is obvious a standard as, spot. Well, it's as obvious as a nose in your face. If you, li- if you like the Chiefs, you bet it today. If, if you like the Ravens, you wait. I guess because you, this game will close three. I guess you can have some emotional logic where you're, where you're, where you're saying, well, the Ravens, they're just going to be so up for this game. They're, they're playing the, the team that. Did what they should have done last year, and the Chiefs are on a downer because they've already got one under. I don't, I don't believe in all that. I've heard that, but I don't believe in all that. They're both there. They're going to be competitive. This is, this is. We're going to show the world that we're going to beat the other top dog type of. And both of them are thinking that. I mean, if if anything, the Chiefs got better because they've got a running game. And then you have the Ravens by three covered. This is huge. No, this is a great spot. I mean, hopefully you just win by three, Mike. Well, it could be the game of the year. I mean, honestly. You know, I, I I think we're looking. It back is. At, it is. This is great. You no, know, in December you're looking back on this and saying, you know, and maybe maybe by then fans are part of this, but home field advantage in the AFC could actually be on the line this week. In we week need three. Now we just need the Seahawks to play the Bills for the other super matchup, right? Well, no, let, <laughs> let these guys kill themselves. We'll, you and I will. We'll we'll we'll, we'll, you can play the Dolphins we'll, and Jets. Yeah, we'll, and all. We'll, we'll, we'll just meet in the Super Bowl. We'll just do that. Oh, you're funny. No, I can't wait. Absolutely. Great, great Monday night matchup. As was last week. Kind of a random matchup, but it but it was a great opponent for our for I said R. I I have to. I'm in Vegas. <laughs> Secondary team. I, I said that. Our team here had a great opponent. And I and I was I was at Red Rock and it was just every time the Raiders did anything a first down it was like you're in the stadium it, it was so I walked up you're you're one sided here yes for sure very one sided and I, and I think the rest of the country I mean I'm not sure about this but I think the rest of the country uh, was one sided on the Saints from but but I but I don't know this for sure but I would say most of the country well, so. every square better sees the performance of week one and they have the overreaction that you know the saints are that good they beat the bucks the bucks should have been you know the bucks are a good team now the bucks actually have a good game in week two versus a very i'd say the bottom of the tier team in the panthers and now is an overreaction where everybody's going to take the same that's what a square better and i had many clients call me on monday give me an opinion on the game and 99.9 of them wow 
said the Saints. But that had to Which, be that that had to be one of the most lopsided ticket counts on each side in a game with with uh, what is it called? Bias to the city. I, I can't. There was a term for it, but. You to want ha- the numbers? To have 95% Raiders here, 95% Saints, the rest of the country. You want the numbers, Dave? Yes, sir. I'll give you for the whole NFL. Teams that get 51% or more of the tickets are 21-11 against the spread so far in the NFL season. So the squares have actually been winning. So if, you, if, there's, if they've been heavy by 51% or greater on a game... You're 21 and 11 right now, ATS. On the ticket count. The dollar amounts is important there, but I guess 51. Because 51 could just literally be, literally be nothing. I mean, if, if maybe if you raise the. Maybe if you go. Yeah, I mean, this is just what I was able to. Right, 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 right. How do you come up with all these numbers? You, you gotta, I can't tell okay, you. Okay, it's a secret. Okay, okay. I can't tell you. Secrets are meant to be kept secret. There you go. So Seahawks, Dallas, what do you guys think of this game? Is this going to be? What did you think of the end? Of, what did you think of the end of your game? No, but th- this is this is what we to have a game end like that. Just just not even as a fan of a team. This is great for Sunday night football. It comes down to oh, one real play. Quick. I, I got to interject for play. a second. I, I was a square and I got hurt with Buffalo. Personally, uh, Brian, any any anything to li- make me feel better? Um, well, it's it's, re- it's revisionist history, but I, I believe we talked about it last week. Everybody watched the Dolphins do nothing against the Patriots, and and then the Patriots just brand Newton and everything. Well, that's what they are. It's like, well, no, that's all they needed that week. So then that one game was a key game. Because once the Patriots went to Seattle, they had to open it up, and they're capable of opening it up. So that game that they looked like they played an under, they did. They played an under game in Week One. That game was a, a nut over in Week Two. Then on the other side of that, the Dolphins couldn't get anything accomplished, but they went back home, and they're playing the Bills, who were missing their two middle linebackers, Tremaine Edmonds and Milano, and Fitzpatrick was going to have a field day underneath. And that game was a dead over game. And so I, I didn't play the Bills. I played the over. And then I would say the overreaction, just in terms of when you watch this stuff, you had the over in that game. And now the Rams are coming back cross-country, back-to-back weeks. I think they could get fatigued. But you look at the total on the game, and people are thinking, oh, Goff's going to throw it all over the place, and Allen's going to go nuts. Well, if those two guys come back, this is an under game. You know, I mean, so it's one week to the next. When you say there's an overreaction, it's just, it's, it's sometimes it's just simply who, what's the personnel? And the Patriots thing was there's no way they could play Cam Newton that way all year. You know, they had they have to stretch the field. And, by the way, that Seattle game, I was talking about this yesterday. I admire guys that think they're, you know, that try to think and do the right thing. And, but Carson almost cost Seattle the game. You're sitting there with 2.08 to go, and he's running on first down. One first down wins the game. And on first down, he's running to the right. He's he's about six yards downfield, and he's, oh, I should stay in bounds, and lays down. Well, the two-minute warning's there. The clock was going to stop. 
If he'd have kept running, he'd have got nine yards, if not the first down. They would have ultimately got the first down, and the game was over. By him trying to be smart and do the right thing, he almost cost them in the game. It's a yeah, heat of the moment thing. Yeah. No, well, no. Like that, that onside He, he was overthinking Atlanta. it. He, like that on, what about that Atlanta That's insanity. Game? I mean that, that that was just a heat of the moment. What do we do? You know, you panic a little bit. You know, you keep the pressure. Know, I, but I mean but the problem was the Cowboys didn't do what to do. Like they waited. They didn't go they didn't go near it until it went ten. And the Falcons guy standing there watching them not do anything. So the minute it was clear it was going to go 10, he should have dove on it and game's over. And, of course, it's the Cowboys that come back and do that. I mean, mean, you know. It's not the Jaguars or the Bengals. Do you look to live bet spots, either one of you, like the Green Bay Packers down in the first quarter? So, like, I I personally live bet the Packers on my – on my live trading service that I have, I, I was watching the guy. I said, "This just there's value getting the Packers at the end of the first quarter down fourteen to three. They come back, they actually roll." Dave, um, you know, do you look at spots like that, or do you just like stay away? I look at everything, but one of my fundamentals is you would bet the Lions again when when everyone else is thinking what you're thinking. I think we do this so every week, So yesterday, too. so yesterday is a perfect example. I got a bad beat. I bet Denver in the second half plus seven. And you know what I'm going to say to you? I bet the money line plus 350 in the second half lost by two points. <laughs> so, oh, because, okay, so that would have been minus 10. I see. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, no, no, I mean, you, that probably wasn't, well, you were you were using one of my fundamentals there. You're, you're still Correct. back in the dog. And, right. and fading the comeback, even though you're doing it in a, in, a, in a higher variance, riskier way. But, for example, I had Denver first half money line, right. plus 175. So it, it just it, it comes down to which option do you want to choose in, in, how you, in how you fade the comeback or, or go contrarian in-game or pre-game. And what you do there, we talk about this every week. Some of these things we got to talk about every week. You key the A-books... And bet at the B and C books, and whatever option is best, you take that, even if it's the higher variance one. I think you know a lot of it depends, you know, who you're who you're talking about. Like tonight, if Miami and Boston, if Boston gets like a fourteen point lead or a 10, 12 point lead, uh, you got you jump in on Miami because Miami's proven to you that there's no quit in these guys, and they'll make the run and get back in the game. The thing is with Boston. If Miami got a big lead on Boston, I'd be a little bit leery of it because there are games when Boston goes ice cold shooting. You know, Miami's more drive drive the paint with Butler and uh, Dragic, My, and Boston kind of relies on the three point shot. If Miami's down, I'm all in on betting Miami to come back. I'd be leery of Boston, so I don't think it's a blind thing. I think you you, you know you base it on, on who you're with. Let's let's uh, let's talk about since we got some time here before we get into uh, baseball. What, what's your uh, take on projections in the NHL? No, home stretch is going to be a good long series. Good long series. Dal- Dallas. I mean, no, it's a six seven game series, and every game's a coin flip right now. I mean, I'm looking here, so um, the Cats I'm looking the, at the, the bracket. Val- I'm val- looking at the bracket online. Each game being a coin flip game is what we want as fans, right? 
I love I love hearing I love it. Honestly, the the the, the not even the value, but the you know the, the the fact that you're down to this one series. There were opportunities all over the place when this was a tournament. Now now it's down to every game's like a three two two one game. There's no the totals always a coin flip, and every game's so close. I wouldn't be laying big big juice with anybody, but I think Dallas has proven the point. It's dead even. It basically, to me, is it was a great tournament. There are so many great games and opportunities. Now I, I'm going to sit down and watch it and enjoy it as a fan because it, I think every game is too close to call. He, I think anybody that thinks they have a, any idea what's going to happen is dreaming. He's passionate, guys, that there's no value left. And I love, yeah. I love his passion saying it all, and this is great. When there's no value, stay away, guys. Yeah, just enjoy yeah, the game. That, and that, the takeaway for all the listeners out there is you can actually just turn on the TV and watch a game say no. as a fan and just, you know, you don't, don't have bet to it. bet, everyone. That's right. No, you, no, no. You I can mean, start they, out. You can start out like that. That's how I choose to start the game. But that, that doesn't mean I'm not going to start hitting that live betting button. But no, no. That's exactly. a, that's fair. That doesn't mean it's completely gone. It would be more of an in-game thing if you're seeing the flow of the game and, and stylistically. If, if maybe it's an anomaly compared to the way the other games were being played, or if some guy somebody's down two. But you're seeing the way they're playing is, is up and down, and there could be a couple empty netters. Then maybe you could come in and jump in and play a plus price on an over or something like that. But but walking into every game, I don't think. Well, like uh, uh, game two, uh, what was it? Game two, Tampa Bay. I, I played the over, and it ended up five. Yeah, the total was five. It ended up five. But the premise was. Tampa Bay is going to throw the kitchen sink at them. They'll probably get up two nothing, three nothing after one, and then Dallas will chase the game and goofy things could happen. Sure enough, it's exactly what happened. It was three nothing Tampa after one, but Dallas fought back and actually made it a game where it was three two, and it became a hockey game instead of Dallas chasing the game. And then, but you were sitting there with a chance, but you never got the empty netter. But you know, to me, it's it's in game wagering or nothing. Make that makes sense. And I'll- and let me ask you both, since we're going into this upcoming Saturday, which l- last week, uh, you know, I got to tell you, my uh, my guy Troy in Vegas, he was, his algorithm, he's been tinkering with it. You know, he had he had uh, Marshall plus five, which is something I would have never looked at. They got the job done. Uh, and then you were on Miami, and he was on Miami. I, I don't know how many other people were on Miami. Miami got the job done. Every, everyone that saw Everyone was on Miami. So when you look, when you look at this board – and you say, wow, this is a, you know, the more of a smorgasbord, as we like to say on Saturday, than normal. Do you get excited or you just, like, I'm looking at games like Auburn is seven and a half again, sitting on that key number. Then it went to eight. Liberty is seven. Then it went down to six and a half. Are you more post-betting the college? I know you've already made two plays for all the Insider Alliance members on the NFL. We already got the Vegas tickets sent out to the clients via Telegram. But. With college, are you pretty much waiting till the day of versus the early NFL betting? I think because the public did so good last week, basically, historically, I've had my best weeks at the books to the following week, and I think it carries over to college as well. So because of this, I, th- I think you do see bigger moves following a week like last week, and, and so, so, most, so most bets at post for me. And, and, and for college and college too, though, I, like I said, I think it carries over to college. I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do most of them at post this week. Is uh, 
when you look at this board, Brian, I mean, does it get your juices flowing, or is it just like, since there's no fans, it's just a completely different ball game? I do think, personally, the lack of fans in college has to, it seems to be affecting, especially the favorites, because, I mean, I was seeing, I mean, Michael, what was it, double-digit favorites were just getting blown out that one week. I mean, do you guys agree that the lack of fans has obviously been hurting those heavily chalked prices in the in the college so far? Yeah, I mean, the college, the college football, i got to be honest with you, when you're looking at the full menu of games here, I've been very selective. It's just a, a couple of games, um, because I, I still, still think this is very much a cautionary tale. Uh, I want to see more uh, before I, you know, start spreading it out and playing five games, six games. I, I think we're still – I don't think we have a read on who these teams are. I, I think week to week, uh, I think uh, many of these games – I mean, you could look at – if you do it with math models and numbers, and maybe, you know, they're, they're decided edges there. My thing is I want to see them. And I just think – I think we're still in the formulative stages. If we're talking about pro football players, it may take three, four weeks to get up to speed. What are we dealing with with college kids? I just think well, there's exactly. far, far too many unknowns. So, you know, when I look at these teams like Western Kentucky uh, on the 19th, there were four – I mean, so I was going to ask you, Dave, is this a, a, a post-fade spot? They open at 13, they close at 15 and a half, and you just – you just have to auto bet Liberty. They went out right thirty to twenty four. Obviously, you're just trying to be over the key number. Or is that like is that not a game specifically you were even involved in, or were you and you just you know took that spot? I think I think everything. I think the no the the lack of fans is factored in once again. I think short sample size on on what you were saying earlier. But if I this is this is a year where I would fade moves. Definitely more than any other year with all the confusion. Also, like I said, following last week, I fade moves more this week than any other week. You, have you guys ever faded a mush? Like, I have a mush in my office, and this is what I did. This is just comical. Tulane was rolling against Navy, and the guy goes, I knew it, I knew it, I knew it. I should have bet him. And this guy's like, mush. I literally logged into my account. It was $50 to win 1000 live betting. Navy winning outright on the money line, click the button, and I just knew I had a thousand. No, <laughs> you guys have any friends in your group? Because I was rewatching our video we just did. You know, you said you have all these WhatsApp groups and these message circles. Don't you? Either one of you guys have you, Brian, with all the people you know. You, Dave, don't you have a guy that you just yes. know when he's gung ho on a game, he's off. Yes, I do. There's one guy that I know. Whenever he calls something a play of the year or. A huge opportunity or free money. You'll hear the term free money a lot or a lock. Weaker betters say the word lock. So oh, that's, definitely that's, I'll, that's a four-letter word. Definitely I'll go against the, these guys. And it's funny, too, because I'll say I 70, mean, that's why I bet Navy. Literally, I just faded the guy. So, yeah, but I don't know the takeout you were paying or the situation or, or what I sharp. I bet $50 to win 1000 on the money line when they were down 24 nothing. So you got, can I ask you a question? You got, you got 20 to 1 at whatever account you were at. What if Sharp Spots had it 23 to 1? So we don't know the full story, but there is right. certain guys. Now we'll line up the other fundamentals. We'll shop around. We'll, we'll, look, at, uh, we'll look at what the – what the markets offshore have it, etc. Well, is the money line the better option? Is the first half better? Do we want to spread it out over the side? And so there's a whole formula to it. But the basic fundamental is yes, everyone knows certain people that 
are literally wrong more than or right less than 50% of the time. And they fall right into every bookmaker trap, every trap that the books are setting with with the public. And and yes, I do know. I do one guy in particular, but I know a few people like this. Or you can just walk into the sports book and hear what they're saying and they're well, calling I tell, it free money. I tell in, in Brian groups. exactly. I tell Brian when I fly in and I walk in and they're all yelling for one particular team and you see the casino is completely lopsided, take away a team like Las Vegas, i.e. ex Oakland, just forget them. You have just to any other team. You have to. Any other team, you pretty much could you live bet fade, you know what? It's crazy. Or Golden Knights. Uh, my, my, no, my, my thing is more, more the aces. <laughs> it's more with the horses when you're in the sports book, uh, much more so than the sports. I mean, there's literally every race book has a guy or two that literally, and you're sitting there going, you just pray it's not the horse you bet. Where <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm serious. It's like they turn for home. Come on, it is three, and you got the three. You say it's it's like the Bronx tail. Just rip the ticket up. The minute the guy opens his jab, the horse stops like he's shot. Oh, I remember that. The guy that was opposite of everything. The mush. And they, uh, the mush. <laughs> mush. That's what I said. Yeah, yeah. No, but, it, but literally, that is really prevalent in horse racing because every sports book has a guy that every time he opens his jab, that horse, you might as well, it's done. But then I have the reverse mush. I have Mike texting me in the fourth quarter going, see, we could have mortgaged our life savings on the Ravens. Oh, he's the reverse? Oh, we got the reverse. Is well, that why so he's one of the beasts Ravens. from the East? The anti-mush. That's it, man. All in. He's got Mullins running scared in Baltimore. They won't even take his phone call. They already know. They're like, just you move the line a million, we don't care. Mike's rolling hard on the Ravens. Hey, speaking of, it's a home stretch of baseball now here, right? We get the playoffs coming so, up. yeah. So let me ask you. So, you know, I, I'm looking at these seeds. Like Mike and I were talking about this this morning before we came on there. Does an intelligent better bet baseball going forward, or does he wait? I mean, you have Tampa Bay is going to be playing Toronto, one seed versus eight seed. White Sox against the Indians, two seed versus seven in the American League. Uh, Oakland versus Houston, Twins versus the Yankees in the National League. Dodgers, Milwaukee, Cubs, Reds, Atlanta, Miami, Padres, St. Louis. The most profitable team in baseball, as we know, is 27-27, and 27, San Francisco Giants. I'm going to repeat that. Second spot, Baltimore Orioles. Obviously, all the money-making teams are part of the, the group of 30. 16 teams are in the playoffs. The other remaining, they're the money-makers. So this makes it very difficult for a guy like me because all these value-driven dogs, they're not even playing. So the, the question to both of you is, with your systems, Dave, in baseball that have been on fire, and you won't tell me where you get them on these parlays in baseball, and you, Brian, and then me and Mike all loving baseball, and you know I love baseball. Do I just not bet baseball and wait till October 2nd? You can find spots as long as multiple games are happening. Like he said, he said in hockey there were spots left and right, even with the better teams. So definitely go for it there. Do your in-game betting, but what do you what do you think? Uh, I, no, definitely bet. Well, I mean, no, I, I, no, the baseball has been great. I I think the. Um, but knowing you really only have nine days left, I, and then all the teams are locked up. I, basically, they're in. I I think I think I think in the in well, the there's playoffs, a difference. No, the, the, uh, excuse me. There's a difference. It's not 162 games, John. I was just going to say that. You know, I mean, exactly. So the yeah, it's one thing, if you're, you're going to rest a guy for three games at the end of 162 games, teams do that all the time. They expand the rosters. 
These these guys, what are they in the? What do they play? The mid fifties, something like that. I mean, I, I don't think. I, I think you worried about you would worry more about rust creeping in than getting significant rest. So I right. I think team. I personally think teams will keep playing their guys here. Now pitchers, you know, pitchers maybe you know starting pitchers maybe you go with a shorter pitch count or something. Makes sense. I think I think the dogs probably have more value. I always think the dogs have more value, though. I think the dogs in the playoffs will have more value than than they normally do, because we're, we're we have the seating down and everything, but it with less of a sample size. I I, I think and and I don't know. This might be factored into the series prices, but I, I think a one playing a. A four. I I don't know. I th- I think they're closer in skill than than the numbers will say. But but I don't know. I need to see the numbers. So mm-hmm. I'm pretty excited about it. How about you, Michael, in baseball? Well, the Orioles didn't quite get there. So. <laughs> it's all right. You had a lot of covering that you did. So that's more important than anything. A lot does. of covering. They they didn't. They just couldn't put it together. But you know what? It's okay. Wouldn't you rather yeah, have one really good team that can win it all and one horrible team or two average teams? You never get anywhere with two average teams. So one all all good teams. You're getting greedy. Come on, man. You're short. getting greedy. Don't do it. That's all we have is the two teams because the we have the Capitals, which technically everybody in Maryland is Capitals fans, even though they're in D.C. And then we have the Wizards, so they're not the Wizards. quite ready to compete. But the Capitals, look, the Capitals won in the last couple years. We had a championship finally. The Ravens are just right there on the edge. They have as much chance as any other team out there. But, look, it's a a one-week-at-a-time program. We have to put it together. We have to stay away from injuries. And, obviously, with NFL, I've never seen it. How many ACL tears in one game you could possibly have San Francisco is decimated and that's how easy it could turn and can you believe can you believe they have to go back to the same stadium <laughs> oh my god and they've been complaining about the yeah. turf about my, the turf my but thing my that thing has is nothing, the turf has nothing to do with covid the turf's been bad just like they always when you go to soldier field the turf is horrible but, but can i this, say this to you this, can i say can i say one thing you basically this line this week in my opinion says that you have you're the favorite you're the you're number one to be laying three and a half to the Chiefs, who, in my opinion, are number one. So, so this says you're the favorite right here. Now that could change, obviously. But I, 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 the only, I would, the only thing I would jump in back at you, Dave, is if you normally looked at it, and say, yeah, you're right. Um, but the last couple of years, the reaction in the market from week to week is ridiculous. If Kansas City, you're right, would have won, be beat the Chargers by 17. That's right. Right? It would have been one. Then this, game, this game's well, three or two and a half. It, let, I don't let, know why. Probably it's, one. It, it's so much a result of the last game that was played. The market is co- so different than All it was All this does is create value from, from week to week even more. So Since, this is great. I'm going to give you guys a little quick story because I know we got, we're ticking it down. The last bet, cash bet I made on the East Coast was the Ravens against Kansas City. I wanted to explore the new sports books in West Virginia, so it took me 45 minutes. I left the office, stopped at the bank, took five dimes, went, 
They they acted like I was running the largest syndicate in the world. I freaked them out because I wanted to bet five dimes on the Ravens. I laid eight like a square against the Ravens. I'm sorry, I laid eight on Kansas City. So the last time they played, Kansas City was at home laying eight against the Ravens. That was eight. I'm a square. Um, And they won it. And Kansas Ravens took it to overtime. Kansas City won in overtime. I'm pretty sure that was six. So even if it was six, either way, I know I lost. Because my friend won by the half. He had six and a half. All I know is this. All I know is this. I told Mike when I I said, look, there's nothing worse than driving an hour in traffic home with an empty pocket. It's bad enough losing, but then you got to fight the traffic. At least in Vegas, it's like up and down the strip in five minutes. The point is, is that I remember this game went into overtime and Kansas City won the game in overtime. Uh, My feeling on this game is this is like one of those championship games we talk about when there's a short line, like in Alabama's involved on a national championship. I don't think the spread's going to matter. I'm going to say it one more time. Right. I don't think the spread's going to matter. Kansas City, you love them. You better bet that money line, baby. Well, you love the I, Ravens. Lay I, the let, three, let lay the ask, four, lay the five. Uh, they'll you, blow them out. You, you nailed it because I, I would say this. You know, we're calling it, and we're not the only ones. Everybody's saying – you, you circled the calendar. Oh, my God, look at this, but it's early. But if you're calling it, quote-unquote, the game of the year, if it can live up to the hype, you're kind of nuts not to take the points. Standard spot. N- nothing yeah. to think of. This is standard. You're talking about the week-to-week adjustment. We have the better team, sorry, getting more than a field goal when home field doesn't matter as much. Standard spot here. Beyond standard. Now, when to oh, bet no, it? I'm not is... saying I'm not saying from 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 what you're supposed to do. I'm saying that when we talk about this next week, my feeling so, is that the uh, spread uh, won't so John, come into let play. me ask you then, if 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 that's the case, and and I'm with you, uh, I I kind of feel that way about uh, the, the Houston game, and but I mean, so if you're sitting there, hey, the three and a half, that hook is valuable. Like, what's like the money management? Kind so the money manager for me is, well, you, is you take, 70 30. Well, yes. Yeah, so you're saying 70%. So I'm going to bet 700. I bet 700 on plus three and a half and 300 on the money line. There you go. Can I, can I see something? To me, those two games, you okay, sure, they'll win outright. I, I understand that. But look at both of those games. 100%, 100% the Steelers have the better team than the Texans. 100%. And it's the same spread as a game that. You okay? Worst case, they're the same. So if you kind of line up that game, and then it shows you the value that you get with the Chiefs here. Whether it goes to four, you don't think it will. I don't think it will either. I I think you you want to take the three and a half now. But this is this is my free play. We we stopped doing the free play, or didn't we? Yeah, whatever. Okay, well that's my. We want, but I I would take. I think you're right. It's just but the spot. I put, no, the but spot. I would not I understand say that. it with such conviction that Pittsburgh's the better team. Okay, fair and, enough. And, fair uh, enough. and the only reason I say that is I honestly believe there are, there are teams, and maybe Houston is one of those teams. Hopkins is gone. Yeah, new running back. Fair enough. It's kind of a new-look team. And they just lost to Kansas City and Baltimore. Takes a few weeks to get the – I understand. They, they, they play the, you want to say arguably the two best teams in the league. Right. Now their season's on the line. So the spot, it makes it. Well, the season's the, the, on the line. And Deshaun Watson, 
is going to be doing a Russell Wilson, where he's going to put the team on his shoulders. And, so the emotional but, edge. But, but, the, but the only other thing I'm saying is Pittsburgh, you know, if Roethlisberger is upright, they're, they're, they're a good football team. But Pittsburgh beat the Giants. And Pittsburgh beat Denver, and their quarterback got knocked out of the game. So I, I mean, I'm not gonna. I can't just make that that blanket I understand. yet. Pittsburgh's way better and, and than the, used. The down 0-2 against the two O is a monster. It, it, like yeah. the, so, so the emotional edge can can compensate for not having appropriate line value. It's desperation. And his argument is maybe that Pittsburgh's not the better team. So with all of that, with all those things considered, I, I get it. But the Chiefs, I think, is a pretty clear cut. Just who's better on a neutral site? The Chiefs, you're getting more. We Home field's one and a half to two. We're getting three and a half through the key number. It's just a standard play. And the, like, the funny thing would be about. later in the year, say the Chiefs and the Ravens play each other in the playoffs, oh Chiefs! Well, but then, the, but then you sit there and go like this game would be a throwout because it's so long ago. But in a weird we way, we would still remember but, that game though. But the Chiefs. But the funny thing is, the Chiefs are playing with house money because they already won one, and the Ravens would be sitting there, and, and they're they're good enough to win it. But the pressure would be on the Ravens. Because the Chiefs already got one in their pocket. So is this a good or a bad thing? We could have that argument too. That would take an hour. The pressure is it good or bad? But you know, okay, we got to win this one. They they're more relaxed. Well, we have that argument well, too. You can go back to the hockey. Uh, Dallas and Tampa Bay. All the pressure in the world is on Tampa. Now they're both three games away from winning the Stanley Cup. But last year, Tampa had a historic season and got swept in the first round. They've been the best team, one of the best teams in the league all year long. They're supposed to win this. So what? what and do Dallas you think? is in there on a tootsie roll now. So who has the edge there? That's my I, question. It's I tough. Think, this is really tough. Though. I think the, I think, I think the pressure is is a negative. That, okay. That could, could that they? And see, I've seen guys have heated debates over this one, and I'm neutral on it. I, I don't know. The pressure can make you break, or it can make you play 120. percent Mm-hmm. And you're you're you look like you're oh, on steroids. You know? but so there's, we don't no, know. there's no absolute, but it's it's a topic. It's a great topic. Hey, it's like uh, listen, it's like the Rams. The Rams flying cross country two weeks in a row, doing it once. We talk about well, to fly east to play a breakfast game. They had to fly home and fly back east to do it again. And you know, right. these are they're topics. It doesn't mean it determines the outcome of the game. Right. Listen, from a square point of view, the Saints opened at six and a half. It went to three and now. Overreaction from the Packers oh, winning and the Saints losing. No, more from the Saints, the Saints losing. Oh, absolutely to me. No, this is this is <laughs> this is a good spot too. See, I got you, baby. I got you. Dude. Well, you Listen. already knew that though. You saw even you knew that. <laughs> SportsInsiderRadio.com. We invite you to check out the website. Mike, have a good week hitting the golf ball, pal. And enjoy you, we'll enjoy that Ravens Chiefs game. We all are going oh, I, to. That I should wait. be wonderful. Hey, Seattle Dallas is going to be a good one. By the way, you no, know, this is exciting this week. By yes. the way, Rams Bills. Yeah, it, it, there's only going to be you know because the Chiefs and Ravens are playing. There's only going to be like I think three unbeaten's that, left after this week. But that's the biggest mystery to me is that Rams Bills one. I'll be honest. My friend has a sick read on it though. I trust his reads. Under. Under. Okay. There you go. There you go. That's his free play. Mine's the Chiefs. His is the under. We'll do it again next week, folks. On AM 1400, KSHP North Las Vegas and KSHP.com. USA Radio News with Tim Berg. 
A Kentucky grand jury has indicted one officer, Brett Hankinson, on three counts of wanton endangerment in the death of Breonna Taylor. No other indictments have been announced. Kentucky Attorney General Daniel Cameron saying, According to Kentucky law, the use of force by Mattingly and Cosgrove was justified to protect themselves. This justification bars us from pursuing criminal charges in Ms. Breonna Taylor's death. Democratic presidential nominee Joe Biden in Charlotte, North Carolina, saying President Trump acted too slowly regarding the coronavirus outbreak. He knew exactly how bad the pandemic was back in February. He didn't say a thing. And if he had spoken, 